we continuously hear the word feminism slash feminist, but the meaning of the word seems controversial. Is a fem- feminist someone who, with a belief in the political, economic, cultural, equality of women or someone who hates men? Hey guys, welcome to episode four of Unravel with Noctula Quella. Today I am joined by Mendin Tetwa, who is an attorney by profession, but, but currently a lecturer, and my frequent guest, Elijah Mathangu, who is a psychologist and researcher in romantic relationships and masculinity. So, to me, feminism is born of the instincts within every natural woman's soul that God designed her as the equal, the co-worker, the comrade of the men of, of her family, and not as their slave or servant or dependent or plaything. Mindy, I'd like to know, what is feminism to you? Uh, basically, what you've said, I resonate with everything. It's basically yes. a person who supports the belief that women should have the same rights and opportunities as men. And this is an important definition because it says person. It doesn't say a woman. It doesn't say a man. Mm -hmm. It says a person, which means a feminist can be a man or a woman or anybody or anything who believes in the empowerment of women. And further to this, uh, 19th century feminists demanded equal education, uh, and employment opportunities for single women. So feminist, feminism has played an important role in our history and it continues to grow mm-hmm. um, and empower even modern day women. So that is what feminism is yeah. to me. It's empowerment of women um, and giving them equal rights and opportunities and anyone can support this feminist movement. Okay. Mm-hmm. Elijah? Mm-hmm. Definitely. I think she got it right because from its true definition as a political ideology, mm-hmm. it's basically a range of social movement and political movements and ideologies that aim to define and establish and achieve mm-hmm. political, economic, personal and social equalities of the sexes. So when we're talking about sexes, we would talk about all the sexes we have in a particular given country and their social construction of those sexes. So uh, with that being the case, everyone actually is allowed to be a feminist. Mm -hmm. It's a pity that uh, people who are misandries or who are actually are hateful of um, the other sex, which are men, have actually used this ideology to promote their own hidden agendas. Which, therefore, nowadays, men, when they hear that this woman is a feminist, they start blocking their ears because they know very well that they're going to be attacked or there is not going to be anything beautiful coming from um, that person's mouth or thinking. Yeah. And it actually yeah. recently came to my attention that there's different types of feminists. There's the liberal, there's the radical, there's the Marxist um, slash socialist, there's the eco-feminism, and there's also cultural. So what I would like to know, <laughs> since you classify yourself as a feminist, where do you fall under? And can you please give us a small explanation of these types of, of feminists? Is that for me or Elijah? It's it's for you. 
Oh, yeah, okay, my question. Sorry. Um, yeah, I, I heard. I will say, Wuti, based on what you've said, I'd say I fall in the definition of a liberal feminist. Um, okay. Because I'm open to... Because when, when you're looking at any definition or, or, or any movement, you have to look at uh-huh. your context, your social as well as your cultural context and i don't think it's fair for us as a society to have a blanket approach when it comes to feminism because our culture is also different um so feminism for someone in europe for example uh might be quite different because they have different struggles they have a different history and in my context as a black woman in south africa and kzn in particular my context Mm -hmm. is also quite um different so that's that's how i would classify myself um and obviously that's shaped by like i said my background how i was raised and Mm. the the context that i'm in in society okay elijah Definitely, I'm. I'm quite conservative. Huh? I'm quite conservative myself, yeah. because I do think, from my psychology background, I do think that a feminine woman uh-huh. and a feminine a man who is in touch with their feminine self yeah. can be able to actually produce or do a beautiful parenting together and build a community together, because. Today, we have both the gender angry at each other. We've had social movements like Men Are Trash, which was probably um, designed with such beautiful intention, but it led to literally public humiliation of African men, which today, actually, I do think that, I do think if you're wanting to encourage somebody to be the better version of themselves. You don't do that from a place of criticism because I'm quite sure that you have never been in a bodysuit of a man and understand the challenges that we face. Mm. You understand? We have, we have things like economical pressures that do somehow actually denies us the opportunity to be providers which redefines our attraction because men, according to femininity and masculinity, in relation with both this uh, concept or construct, women will be attracted to a man who shows those masculine trait, not toxic masculine trait, but masculine trait of actually being a provider, a protector, and all that. But then the socioeconomic climate of today does not allow an African man to be able to do that which creates a lot of frustration, then you come back and, and attack the very same person who's who's actually uh, frustrated economically. They cannot play into the social game of interacting with one another. So I'm quite traditionally um, inclined when it comes to feminism. I do think that we can exist together if we define our roles clearly between each other, we can literally function. It's not to say men has to do everything and now a woman has to sit or a woman has to do everything a man has to sit. No, if you love your person enough, you can be able to interact or intervene there. Mm. Um, Elijah, um, speaking of topics, 
Okay. So I just wanted to add to what Elijah was okay, saying. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yes, when you say that we can live together and it doesn't mean that a man needs to do everything or a woman has to do everything, it goes back to equal opportunity. And opportunity is your ability or given a platform to do something. Whether you do it or not, it's then up to you. But as long as we have the opportunity to work, the opportunity to provide, the, the opportunity to be, um, then it will be up to us what we do with that. Hmm. Okay. So so what I'm getting here what I'm getting here is that you can also be a feminist to yourself. Is that what I'm getting from from what women you were saying? Yes, you can be able to any man can be a feminist if they understand the benefit of two is better than one. Yeah. If you're all working, you can literally produce. If I'm earning 20,000 and you're earning 20,000, you we can put it together and we have a 40,000 as a family. Okay. But the problem now is that with misandry and this mistaken feminism mm. or extremist feminism that are perpetuated on social media, yeah. when a man or when a woman both earn the same salary, it becomes an issue from the woman who actually has been absorbing this kind of wrong information because they start to feel or think that uh, this man is not much of a man and is not actually matching up to their standard as men. So it becomes that thing that um, where you find that um, men now are being shamed with such kind of things. So now that's why you see there is those... Uh, um, hegemonic masculine men who denies women the opportunity to work or to lead yeah. because yeah. one of the fear that when they lead, they're going to destroy the masculine self. Mm. Mm. Uh, Do you think yeah, uh, I, today's I, feminism is... Your line is bad. Okay, Mandy. Oh, no, I was just saying that I, okay, I definitely Mandy. agree with what you are saying when it comes to um, income because a dual income household is always much better than one. I'm not saying that again, going back to opportunity, there are some women who may choose to be housewives and that's okay. But when it comes to mm. dual, dual income households, um, in our political climax and social economic environment in South Africa, we actually cannot afford to be in a position where we are pushing the agenda that uh, women must sit at home doing nothing while it is actually the man who's going out and providing everything. We just cannot simply uh, accept or live under such circumstances considering our socioeconomic yeah. uh, climate. And speaking of that, there's, there's actually a man that will tell you this is I cannot date a female that's not doing anything. And it's because of reasons like that. Because they want someone that's going to bring something in terms of the income for the house to be fully functional. Definitely, definitely. Because it actually eases up the pressure. He's able to come back and do um, his conjugal uh, duties as well because mm -hmm. when a man is constantly frustrated he's dysfunctional he becomes toxic and dysfunctional and what happens today is that a lot of a lot of women are earning right and they are earning more yeah. and they have been given these beautiful opportunities and that is the movement that we are pushing and there's Women's Day, there's Women's Month, there's everything women. Mm -hmm. Then we forget the man. Mm 
it's not to say then we have to push them both together. We're forgetting the man which we need for security and for his masculine self because there's no way you can be both a man and a woman. I do respect women and their abilities, I'm telling you. Like a a woman can carry a child for nine months. That's extreme. Mm -hmm. You understand? They go through labor pains. They go through their periods. That's like something that a man cannot endure, right? And there's something that has to do with uh, making sure that um, children are taken care of or the house entirely. If you go to a house that doesn't have a woman, Mm -hmm. you can be able to know and detect that there's no woman in this yard. Definitely. Similarly, similarly, if you go to a house or a home that doesn't have a man in it, yeah. uh, uh, children are playing around, they're destroying things that are disrespectful. Yeah. Those are the things that we can, we don't, we're not saying women can't do those things, but I'm saying if we're working together, we are able to achieve more. Today, our teenagers are destroying and misbehaving to the latter because we have single parent, single parent headed families. So there is no order at all. And that is the narrative in, in our black communities. Most children are raised in households that are single parents. I actually have a question. Most- Do you think- Mandy? Oh, no. I was just saying, and most of those single parents are, are women. It's mostly single mothers. Yeah, it's it's definitely women. I actually have a question here, which is a bit off off the the topic. Um, do you guys think that uh, a, a household that's got same sex parents can create a wholesome um, individual? Um, I, I I can try and answer that. I'll say that uh, when you're talking about same-sex parents, um, I'm assuming that yeah. you mean maybe a couple that is in a same-sex relationship. I think if we yes. could be raised by our grandmothers and our mothers, because um, mm-hmm. the majority of the black child comes from that kind of background uh i definitely don't see why two women in the same household uh would not be able to raise a fully fledged uh human being but i don't know i am liberal like i said uh but if if we can have people who have been raised by their grandmothers and their mothers and they are fully functional then i don't see why it cannot be the case speaking of that um, in our previous in our previous episode, we actually explored mommy and daddy issues, and one of the mommy issues in a female is feminist views. So it says that her mother wasn't a perfect example of a gender role. So the idea of a, of equality appeals to her most. She doesn't want to be a housewife. She's not obsessed with the idea of becoming a mother. Do, don't you think those things arise in an adult? I, I do I do think so. Um, I think our future and our views are based are definitely based on our past experiences. And I can use myself yeah. as an example. Um, my parents mm. got divorced when I was very young, and I was raised for the majority of my life as as with my mom. Sorry, so I was raised by yeah. a, a woman and by a single parent. So perhaps that's why I believe in the freedom and liberalization and empowerment of women. But I don't think it should matter 
why Mm -hmm. I have turned out the way I have turned out, if it's for the greater Mm. good of society, I don't think that should, um, I don't think it's neither, it's neither here nor there. Uh, That's just how I see it. I have, I have another question. Okay. Okay. No, that's okay. I do. I I think um, with regards to, Actually, with regards to just wondering if that's that's a that's a right statement to say, right? Mm. One of the things that I find very much important mm. is that we we actually are conservative country traditionally. So, yeah. and at times, I mean, even due to um migrant labors our, our our we were brought up by our mothers and granny mummies right and with that being the case that can be a supportive structure or rather uh, an ideology that it's possible for people of same sexes to do to raise a child but to what extent that works out i'm not too sure but it it is important that therefore to understand that there might come issues that will be difficult to intervene in the future should the child be um, inclined to a particular kind of um, sexual orientation. Because at times, I mean, with the story that you, you touched on yesterday of a lady and having been brought up in a female-dominated household, it is important for one to actually understand that there might be needs in the future that might become problematic if the child isn't maybe just conscientized about. We have to just tell our children as they grow that if you start being attracted to other or rather dating, come, let's have a discussion and help where we can, should there be confusions? Because yeah, they become alone in those moments and you never understand what's going on. Yeah. Also, um, I'm thinking how women are always in a in a silent competition against each other and a lot of women vocalize empowerment, but they don't back it up with action. So my next question would be, would there not be a continuous tug of war between the women that are trying to empower other women being feminist and those that entertain the social ills of society. So when I speak of the social ills of society, what about those women that are, that are always posting nudes that, wow. How do we, how do we move mm-hmm. forward from that? Hmm. That's a tricky one. I'm trying to, Because at the end of the day, like a, a, a woman who's who's posting nudes, I'm, go, I'm going to go back to me being liberal. Um, yeah. At the end of the day, guys, it is her choice. Um, whether it's right mm-hmm. or wrong or whether, uh, I don't know, mm. people live their lives differently. And we may, I don't personally, I don't subscribe to that. I don't understand it. I don't know why people do that. But I don't have an answer to it. Yeah. And, I, and I also don't want to label it uh, as something that's i don't know i just don't know how to to phrase it correctly but 
it's a free country and I personally, like I said, I don't subscribe to it, but it is what it is. And it's something that we have to live with if we are in a democratic True. and liberal state. Yeah. But I also want to come back to your question about women empowering one another uh, mm-hmm. and th- there being sort of like competition. Because yeah. I, f- I found that when it comes to feminism, I've been talking about how mm-hmm. uh, in the past people fought for equal education um, and even employment, etc., etc. But now the majority of, of women around the world do have access to education and most of them do have employment opportunities. But our current day struggle now is in the workplace where you find yourself in a workplace that is, for example, I found myself in a workplace that is dominated by men um, and white men to be precise. And there were black women in that space where sometimes I would mm-hmm. seek protection from them, not even protection, but advice. But you'd find that women in such a space want to mm-hmm. grow themselves and want to empower okay. themselves. And whenever black yeah. women get together, it seems like we are angry or we want to erupt a war or maybe we are going to break into song and protest. And that's the reality of... Yeah of um, experiences that most black women experience in white corporate places. And I feel like that is where we need to come in and support one another and women. And that's where in the modern day context, that is where I feel like feminism really needs to, um, yeah, just be there for one another and protect one another and support and grow one another as women in the workplace. Absolutely, yeah. Because um, Zosie, Zosbin spoke, spoke of taking up space, but women make it seem like you're taking their space when all of us can have space in the world. Exactly, yeah. Elijah? You know what? I do think that it should be allowed for one's expression or rather um, experience of themselves to be expressed the way they wish. Um it will be upon their discussion with their partners mm. to what extent they agree on doing that. I do think me as a traditional man, there's certain things that I don't go with. Like I've never been, I was not brought up in in communities where there's like a proper drinking of alcohol and nakedness around me. Yeah. I'm still struggling to, to conceive those things thought-wise because... Um, obviously that culture inside me needs to be represented to some extent. And my partner um, needs to, to, to be represented or rather to be affirmed of whatever they're wanting to do. So it's about figuring the middle yeah. and allowing the person to be and to grow in security around you because it shouldn't be that you lose parts of yourself just by the virtue of being with the other person in a romantic relationship. Yeah. or in a relation for that matter. But there is those hyper hypersexualization or hyper-expressions that you will find. Normally, um, you would see it in maybe other sexualities where there's flamboyancy. Mm. If he's a gay, he will be too gaily, right? Yeah. But that is a discussion for another day because 
uh, one can say who gets to measure how flamboyant one has to be in terms of expression of themselves. You get my point. Yeah. That's another discussion of some other time. Yes. Yeah. And I, I think I think all of us black people have a background of coming from a traditional household. Um, I will partially blame popular culture, uh, mainly reality TV, your 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 music videos that have promoted nudity and have made it seem like a norm. I'm not against it, but personally, I don't also prescribe to it. So I think those are also some of the issues that contribute to such... I actually want to look at I want to look at the poem that was recited by Chimamanda Ngozi in Flawless by Beyonce. I'm actually going to read it out. So basically, oh God, okay. so Chimamanda says we teach girls to shrink themselves to make themselves smaller. We say to girls, you can have ambition, but not too much. You should aim to be successful, but not too successful. Otherwise, you would be in the man. Because I am female, I am expected to aspire to marriage. I am expected to make my life choices, always keeping in mind that marriage is the most important. Now marriage can be a source of joy and love and mutual support. But why do we teach girls to aspire to marriage and we don't teach boys the same? We raise girls to see each other as competitors, not for jobs or for accomplishment, which I think can be a good thing for the attention of men. We teach girls that cannot they cannot be sexual beings in the way that boys are. Feminists, the person who believes in the social, political, and economic quality of the sexes. So basically what I am getting here is that our, our background or our parents um, have created double standards. I will go back to the days when the boy child was taken to school and the girl child could not get that advantage of going to school, had to perform household chores in preparation for her to to be a wife to someone. And I know in places like India, they still arranged marriages. So is that the essence of, 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 of feminism whereby we are teaching women mainly to unlearn the things that they learned in their past. I think you can say that. I mean, with every social, I don't want to call it, okay, let me rephrase that. In our history, we have been dominated Mm -hmm. by patriarchy. And if you look at, even when it comes to race, we have lived in a society where there's been white supremacy and now we are trying to fix those mistakes of the past and by fixing them it doesn't mean that we have to fight against one another because if we we we, i don't think we could we could ever win the battle against men same thing when it comes to white supremacy and racism i don't think we can ever shut out the white economy and succeed by ourselves so I think it's a matter of readdressing the past and healing, but healing together as a society and moving forward. Um, so I think I, I totally agree with what you've just um, summarized. Okay. Elijah? Okay. Um, you know what? I do think 
the thing is, there there has been such a shift, which is very critical because we cannot teach a girl child to be submissive. Um, it's like killing yeah. them. Because I actually was having a conversation with this woman, and I was saying it must be hard to be a woman because mm. we never know even how how much you enjoy the sex because most of the time you are being submissive, right? Yeah, we don't know you deep. You get my point. It's always about the man. You don't even know whether you can come or not. Yeah. For the rest of the marriage, you haven't even experienced that. That kills you alive, right? About mm-hmm. abilities at work, we don't know how much you can be able to be a leader and a boss of a company because they think you're a woman, you can't do this. And yeah. it's literally upon the grooming of these children that we have now. Um, normally when they play, you will see them. And when a girl uh, is hurt, we comfort them a certain way than when a boy is hurt, Ooh. right? Those Those small meanings, we start them there. And that tones how they will react to the world later. When yeah. is a girl crying? We say, no, 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 I'm so sorry. When is a boy, why are you crying? Stop being such a child. Then that's it. Then in the future, when we are in a romantic relationship or somewhere later in life, in uh, maybe a corporate world, we expect a different reaction. People in marriage today, they're like, hey, men are not... Are not people who express their emotion. I just want to know how you feel. I'm like, listen, girl, you have PhD in emotional and self-expression. He is in the elementary grade on that. He's not even going to tell you how he feels because you might, he might just express himself and say, this is how I feel. And another feminist woman might just say, yeah, you know what? You're just the boy trapped in a man's body. Do you see those distinctions? Yeah. So it's a bit of a tricky world that we're living in. I do think that we need to just equally prepare our our children, both girls and boys, in such a manner that they can both win and be able to work and cooperate with one another. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely agree. So people in the Black Conscious Movement say that white people can support the Black Conscious Movement. But they can't tell themselves. Um, they can't tell themselves that they are black conscious people. To what extent can the same be said about men in relation to feminism? <laughs> Mandy, Mandy, Mandy. No, I think um, you should listen. take that one. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Listen, listen. I once, I once went to a talk where they were saying a whore is live. Hoeing oh, is life. Oh, that is um, so controversial. <laughs> yeah. I went there, right, as a man, yeah. and I got in there, it was like women only. And I was this strong African man. You should see me. You should see me. Yeah? Yeah. Yes, to say, I'm like 1.87 centimeters. I'm huge, right? Yeah. And they looked at me. They kept quiet, right? We got into the discussion. Yeah. I knew very well because I research on masculinity. I always expect backlashes wherever I go. When yeah. I got in there, they were talking about sexual liberation of women and how women 
uh, should be allowed to sleep with as many men as they want. That's why there was this um, I'm on a beach mode thing that came out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then, and they like, they actually went on about it and I kept quiet, kept quiet, reluctant to raise my hand. I rose my hand and actually asked questions. They're like, listen here, by the virtue of your presence in the room, it changes the energy. You don't get to decide or discuss. We can invite you. You understand? And that in its own self, you know, you have to gauge the energy, mm-hmm. right? The emotion, there is the emotional experiences of women that actually do make them prone to such kind of anger and conversation. Yeah. I cannot say, I, I am allowed to say I'm a feminist as a man mm-hmm. because it was not limited to women, as Mandy said. Yes. It's a person, a not person. a female. Yeah, yeah. You understand? Mm. But they try to to assume ownership of it all, hence they only bash men. And now we have men unable to sub to support feminist movement yeah. because they think it's for women. No, it's not for them. Mm. They just hijacked the movement. It's not for women, it's for everybody. So would you say that is one of the biggest misconceptions of feminism that it's for women? Mhm. Mhm. Hence why I keep saying that we need to go back to the definition whenever we talk about feminists because we end up fighting yeah. with one another and thinking that we are on the opposite side whereas we're fighting about different concepts altogether. Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I think I think a lot of people fail to understand this concept. Um, there's quite a few fake feminists lingering in the air, like, yeah. and I think I think they push they push they push an agenda which is uh, based on their personal vendetta, yeah. which is why it is it, it, it's such a problematic term. I don't think it's a problem, but people make it seem problematic. Yeah. And I mean, as a feminist, you can love a man. You can love a man as a feminist and you can love him and you can respect him. That doesn't take away your your power. I think the only time a man and a woman who's a feminist would clash is if she's with a person who doesn't support her growth and her empowerment. But other than that, I don't see how it's a problem. Elijah? Yeah, definitely. I, I do concur with her. Guys, I, you know what? It's so beautiful. I was talking to a friend of mine. I'm like, it's so beautiful to love a woman and see her grow. Mm. When, a woman is, when a woman is happy, you will love her. Mm. They, they will make you things you never imagined. And it's so effortless. To some extent, I do think we are hateful because we are jealous of the love we give. So we have to deny you this love and frustrate you further because you never received it anyway. Maybe yeah. from uh, mommy issues. You get my point? Yeah. We withhold such kind of things because we just want to create this toxicity and just this aggression in the home. But I've seen women who, like your love of your woman is an extension. It can actually lead to her being very productive at work and being very great with people at work. It brings out Definitely. the best in you. It, it does. It yes. brings out the best yes. in you. And I feel, I feel as though if we had to focus our, our energy on ca- co- collaborating as people, 
we would experience true happiness in the world. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I do think we have to we do we have to somehow have another conversation with Umendi mm. with collaborative feminism maybe in the future collaborative feminism questioning toxic masculinities yeah. questioning dysfunctional masculinity mm. and questioning um questioning things like patriarchy guys patriarchy has nothing to do with masculinity yeah. i want to assure you that yeah it's yeah. just a group of toxic it's a group of toxic masculine men Absolutely. who formed this organization to subjugate other men women and other sexes absolutely but Elijah, just trying to resolve mm-hmm. if you think about uh patriarchism as well the women are the biggest custodians of a patriarchal society i mean you look at how it is our mothers who tell us wake up a girl doesn't sleep until the state it is our mothers who say cook for your brother do this you a woman does this um it is we as women are the biggest custodians of patriarchy and it is not an enemy that is only created by men and that only benefits men that's why that's why i say that it's an uh, just a, an organization that has formed itself and made its own stand in families in a very insidious way mm. so now it's difficult to even call out our mothers when they are trying to tell our wives that listen you have to peel for this muchness of people during a ceremony i'm like no <laughs> she can't do that she can't do that higher people i will pay them no my wife is not gonna do- you see she <laughs> She has her nail done. She's not gonna do that. So we connive. We connive with our parents because, I mean, she's been the CEO throughout before you came and become my CEO. She was my CEO. You get my yeah. point. We actually we tolerate but, uh, we tolerate them a lot. That's the you, you do that at your own cost. Me now, for instance, I'm born in a. Uh, female only family right I, i'm the only guy and i know the struggle my wife is gonna my future wife is gonna uh, struggle with yeah. but i'm very prepared for them i'm like me now when i bring her you start making her clean stuff that you guys should have cleaned we are picking and we are going back <laughs> that's simple disrespectful <laughs> you'll be that guy <laughs> protects what she does we definitely need to have she's my wife she's not a slave yeah she's my wife she's not a slave no we need to have another one of these conversations cuz i also would like to untap that uh, or tap into that with relation to uh family relationships in-laws and uh romantic relationships it's a big issue especially like i said in our south african context it was in natal where you are told with umfazi by certain people yeah yeah hi hi no ways lena guys my uh, my wife guys you can't touch it it's just like <laughs> listen guys it's not going to happen guys <laughs> We're definitely <laughs> going to have a continuation of this conversation. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Elijah. Okay, thank you. It is a thank you. Thank you. Catch me on the next episode. <laughs> <laughs>